Hello and welcome to the Community Vault, a podcast where we discuss unlocking financial equity and justice with Community Works. Community Works is a nonprofit community development financial institution located in Greenville, South Carolina, but we do work all across South Carolina. I'm your host, Virginia Wilson, the communications manager here at Community Works. And it makes a really big difference for us if you subscribe to our podcasts and if you rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And we also would really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with your friends, Um, whether it's posting it on social media or sending it to a couple people you know who are interested in community economic development. Thank you for joining us today. All right, well, welcome to the Community Vault. I'm your host, Virginia Wilson, the Communications Manager here at Community Works. And today, I'm so excited to be joined by Wanda Davis, um, a fellow team member at Community Works, the Business Development Officer, as well as Carrie Smith, who is the City Executive at Self-Help Credit Union, a really strong partner of Community Works. And she also is on the Steering Committee of the South Carolina Fair Lending Alliance. So we've got a lot to get into today, but before we jump in, um, I'd love to hear a brief introduction from each of you, kind of explaining a little bit more about your role and why you're excited to talk about fair lending. Wanda, do you want to go first? Absolutely. I'm Wanda Davis here with um, Carrie and Virginia um, here at Community Works. I am the Business Development Officer. Uh, One of my goals is to educate the public as to what Community Works is all about, to assist them in trying to promote and grow their small businesses, to discuss home buyers assistance, affordable housing, and the variety of other services that we offer. We are partnered with Self-Help, so their referral process is pretty much the same as ours. Great. Thank you. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I am the city exec with with um, Self Help Credit Union, and our mission is to create and protect ownership and economic opportunity for all, especially for folks of color and women and low wealth families. And so, our partnership with Community Works, we we do a lot of innovative work around um, lending to folks that may not qualify elsewhere for various things and uh, and over the years we've we've worked really closely to um, to help find ways to help folks in in need awesome awesome well one of the reasons we wanted to talk about uh, fair lending today is because there was a recent press conference with the South Carolina Fair Lending Alliance um, and we saw a lot of great media coverage for that and I know going into the new year the, um, the Alliance has a lot of goals. Um, so, Carrie, could you tell us a little bit about just, first of all, what the South Carolina Fair Lending Alliance is for listeners who might not be familiar and what it is that you guys do? Sure. Um, the South Carolina Fair Lending Alliance um, started actually in the, the, about this time in 2019 because there was a piece of legislation to cap interest rates was pre-filed And at that time, Community Works, um, Self-Help Credit Union, as well as um, the South Carolina Association for Community Economic Development, SCASED, and 
Appleseed, which um, South Carolina Appleseed Legal Justice Center all got together to start um, advocating for this legislation in early January of 2020. We were very fortunate. We were able to um, influence and get a hearing, a subcommittee hearing on the bill in February. And we took a busloads of people to the state house and, and actually had a standing room only hearing. Um, and folks were very um, aware of how unusual this was to even get the hearing at the time. Um, and we started working on that and trying to get that moved and that happened just before COVID hit and like you, you've seen and we've all been uh, with COVID kind of preoccupied and our legislature understandably went to work on the needs of our state mm -hmm. around COVID. Um, but we didn't stop working. So the Alliance is, is made up of a network of organizations around the state um, and it's just continued to grow over this last, you know, year, um, two years. So we're made up of um, a lot of foundations, a lot of nonprofits, a lot of the community development financial institutions have all joined in um, to because we recognize that in the state of South Carolina, supervised lenders can charge any interest rate they want, and we routinely see triple-digit interest rates and it's harming our families it's harming our businesses and it's being felt throughout our community not just to, for borrowers mm -hmm. yeah um, Wanda you've been in banking in the banking world for 30 years am I right in yeah that? okay um, can you help people understand who might not have like a background in banking or in finance why interest rates with no cap are harmful to families and what that might look like for an average citizen? Uh, of course. It's disproportionately put out there. You know, these are individuals or families that it is easier. It's easy for them to go to a predatory lender and borrow money. It's uh, very low amounts of money that they borrow up to rates as high as 395% interest. Uh, those are predatory, they lean toward people of color and the elderly. Mm -hmm. We've seen that in banking and people are afraid to come to banking, credit unions and other financial institutions simply because they feel the need that the answer is going to be no. Mm -hmm. The predatory lender, the answer is always yes. So. We here at Community Works, as well as self-help, we try to educate the uh, individuals, people of color, families, the elderly, that it's not always that case. Mm -hmm. Some of these people have excellent credit, but in the era that these uh, predatory lenders, they're on every corner in the low-income, predominantly black communities, Mm -hmm. that draws those people in because the answer is always yes they can you know borrow that money so being in banking coming into the not-for-profit side of it and understanding more myself mm -hmm. um, it's time for uh, the Alliance to lobby the state to reduce that mm 
-hmm. You know, it, it really needs to uh, take place. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you you see these pay or these predatory lenders on the side of the road. And mm -hmm. honestly, before I worked at Community Works, I didn't really think that much about them. Yeah. Um, but I can understand how when people are in a desperate situation or people need cash, you know, it, it's an easy, maybe an easy answer, but it, it is predatory. Mm -hmm. So, and Carrie, um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit because I know that South Carolina's neighbors, North Carolina and Georgia, have legislation around this rate cap. And can you tell us what that is and, and maybe why South Carolina hasn't caught up yet? I, that's a great question. And yes, we, we know that um, there's 25 states that have some form of legislation, whether it's, pre, it's payday, mm -hmm. whether it's title loans, or whether it's installment. And we believe in South Carolina Currently, some of our residents are protected under the Military Lending Act, which mm -hmm. caps interest rates at 36% inclusive of all fees. Um, so that's a federal law that mm -hmm. applies to all military. Um, but in the states of like Georgia and North Carolina and um, Montana and Colorado and some of those, um, they've all had, you know, have some legislation to cap those interest rates. And what we found is in the states that, that took those steps to protect their citizens, um, they have access to credit. Um, when you look at prosperity now and you go and you look at the scorecards, in the states that have had these um, capped rates for the longest, they score higher. In South Carolina, our score um, scorecard rate um, through Prosperity Now, we're ranked 50 mm. out of 51. Um, we, we could do better, and we should do better. And we, it's not that we're saying that we want these lenders to go away. What we're saying is that 36% inclusive of all fees is more fair. Mm -hmm. It's more um, folks can't afford to pay them off. Um, the highest interest rate I've seen on a contract that I've actually looked at myself was 649.99%. And an individual, you could never get out of that. And, um, and access to credit is always one thing that gets thrown back at us that says, you know, if, if we cap interest rates, people are not going to have access to credit. And that's not true because in the states that have caps, it shows that people have, you know, 70 to 85% of the population have has access to credit lines. Um, but what we do know as well through our work with Community Works is through our revolving loan fund that we partner on that over 60% of the people that, that get these loans, they can't afford them. Mm -hmm. So if you give them a loan, they can't afford and then it's charged at, you know, triple-digit interest, um, you're setting those folks up for failure. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we see um, that happens, is it takes families, it's a precursor to eviction, um, it's a barrier to home ownership, um, and it's also harming even folks that are in rent-controlled or, uh, you know, housing that is rent-controlled they get caught up in this as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, Wanda, in your experience with community works, what is what would be an, an alternative option for somebody who's in a place where they need they need cash, they need you know a loan? Well, one of the first things that we do, and this is um, a great advantage um, to people, is that we have a financial wellness coach. Uh, that can also go through their entire finances, confidential service. They can go through it if they've got predatory loans out there, depending on the, the dollar amount, interest rates, or whatever. We see that this person needs our help. So we will partner with self-help to try to get this person out of that predatory lending but we educate them as to what to do. You know, mm -hmm. we go, uh, we meet with these people quarterly to determine, you know, this is what you need to do. This is how we can help you. Uh, these are loans that you need to pay out. These are creditors that you may need to look at uh, communicating with to see if you can get a lower interest rate to reduce the payment to pay this debt off. We try to teach them to save, you know, to mm -hmm. establish some form of savings so that that money is there for a rainy day so you don't have to go to predatory lending uh, when an emergency arises. So those are, those are uh, a couple of the options that they have. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have, you know, the new Women's Business Center that they can, you know, we try to introduce them to webcams and and classes that they can take to better themselves, not only just for, not just to establish a business or anything like that, this is to benefit you as an individual, uh, to introduce you to home ownership, you know, to get from under the uh, slum, slumlord renters, mm -hmm. you know, things of that nature. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to give back to the community. We're trying to let the community know that there are several options out there that can work for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely more of a, a holistic approach, which I know is self-help's idea as well. Um, Carrie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, or your um, words on the Fair Lending Alliance going into 2022 and what the goals are, what you're hoping to see happen this year. Um, yeah, just give us, a, give us a picture of that. Oh, well, we're super excited about um, all the folks that are coming to the table mm -hmm. um, to push this legislation forward. Um, it will be introduced in this session coming up um, in January. Um, the legislation itself is, is an extension of the Military Lending Act to, um, and, and our goal is that McMaster will sign it in April before the, the, this session ends. Um, and we believe because we've done polling on this and our poll results show that 77% of South Carolinians um, doesn't matter the the party, so it's mm -hmm. not Democrat or Republican. Seventy seven percent of the voters agree with capping interest rates at thirty six percent. But the most interesting part is of the sixteen percent that oppose it, oppose it because they believe thirty six percent is too high. So if you aggregate those numbers, you're talking over eighty percent of the people believe that. These loans need to be reined in. 
um, to help protect our wow. citizens. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be holding a lot of town halls across the state in January, February time frame. Um, but we do, you know, the goal is to get this done. And because it's a right thing to do, it's a bipartisan mm -hmm. issue. And, and it doesn't just affect the poor. Um, I know we talk a lot about that because it is disproportionately mm -hmm. um, hits those that are, um, that are in poverty areas. But we, we know that it affects everyone. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with a young attorney that's caught up in seven of these lines. Mm -hmm. He's not uneducated. Um, and it's not that he's poor. Uh, he is saving for retirement, but he has huge student loan debt. And just the first one, he talks about that it was just quick, easy, didn't really think about it, got into it realized he couldn't make the payment so he got a second one then you realize you can't make the, those two you get a third one and um and i think that for a lot of folks that get caught up in it it's exactly that the first time uh, the lenders don't really look to see whether the um, borrower has the ability to repay that loan and it really does start that debt cycle mm -hmm. so we believe that um, that our law enforcement, that our firefighters, our nurses, our teachers, um, our elderly should have all the same protections that our military does in regards to high-cost lending. Wanda, well, I know you had a question for Carrie about the, the Fair Lending Alliance and their work as well. Yes. Um, I participated with, uh, with Carrie in 2020 at the state capitol uh, during the uh, 2020 Alliance when we were trying to present uh, to the House about uh, reducing or putting a cap on the rate in South Carolina to a minimum of 36 percent. Well, I, would, I didn't have involvement in uh, 21 and uh, going forward in 22 I hope to attend, you know, some type meeting or having to lobby. But Carrie, one of the questions I have for you is what has the alliance done since that February 2020 lobbying? Have we gotten any results? Has anything uh, been presented back? Does it look like we're going to get that cap at 36%? Um, what's happening with that? Well, right now we've um, we have been talking to some of the leadership in the House and the Senate, um, as well as. Um, individual house members and senate members and, and there is a growing uh, support uh, within our elected officials to take this on but i'm not going to lie um, the more that we're out there and chatting with folks about this issue um, we there is some um, industry um, leaders that are out and, and actually working very hard to convince businesses and nonprofits not to support the issue. Um, and they're also, um, I'll be honest, you know, you know, with implying that they will not support nonprofits that do support this, this issue. Um, it is David and Goliath, and I don't know if um, I went back and reread. I mean, I, I learned David and Goliath um, 
1 Samuel as a child, and you go back, and it really does read a lot like what's going on with this issue in South Carolina. If you remember Goliath, um, he walked the lines uh, with the Israelites and, you know, and and told them that they, what are you doing? Why are you messing with me? And it was all about intimidation. And then when you had David, that for all the time he was out, he was relegated to the fields to take care of the sheep, but he learned the skills he needed while he was doing that um, and actually told um, the king that he was qualified because he had spent that time and he had learned how to, how to defend himself and and the sheep so it really is um, a lot like that as we're moving forward so I think Wanda we're going to need folks like you we're going to need listeners to this podcast to go to capratesc.com get signed up there's a sign up sheet or a, a place where you can get signed up and join this effort because they can't ignore all of our voices mm-hmm. um, but Sometimes we feel like our voices aren't heard, but this is an issue where we know that the people can make a difference. And so um, we're going to be doing a big PR campaign, um, and everyone that signed up, we will definitely keep everyone in the loop of what we need and when we have a bill number and we have a bill name um, to put out there to help us push this forward. That's great. Yeah, well... Like you said, Carrie, this is um, this is a, a bipartisan issue. This is something that everyone could get on board with when you do the research and you see, you know, um, the way that it's affecting our state and our most vulnerable citizens, especially. Um, so I encourage listeners, you know, to individually get involved, to get your organizations involved, to tell your family about it. You know, like I said, I didn't know that this was a, a real issue until. I started working at Community Works, and and now I'm like, how did I not know, you know? Um, So I encourage everyone to go to, it was capratesc.com, is that correct? Correct. Capratesc.com and get involved um, as we head into the new year. Um, Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about while while, while I've got the mics? Well, I I just want to... Um, to those that are listening, if you have a story, if you know somebody that mm-hmm. has gotten caught up in this lending, or maybe it's a family member for you, um, there's a lot of shame wrapped up in mm-hmm. this. But every time we have someone share their story, it empowers someone else to do the same. And when folks don't, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the more we talk to folks, the more we hear about the stories and things like um, a woman that is um, a caretaker. Um, she has a handicapped daughter that is um, that is working, but is mentally um, struggles. Um, that goes to these lenders. The lenders will call her and say, "Don't you want another loan?" And the mom is having to go and pay these loans off over and over and she's instructed them and said she is not capable of making financial decisions um, and given them the paperwork showing that she doesn't she does not take care of her own finances but they continue to make her loans that this woman has to keep going back and paying off fee after fee after fee 
Um, but then there's also the individuals that, um, you know, they get they get the first one and then um, get drawn in and get referred. Um, and we're learning that payday is basically the gateway drug to um, the high cost installment lending. So we, you know, for folks that are struggling, you know, understand that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not the only person. Um, and we, we should do better in the state because poor are not prey. And, um, and we should not, uh, you know, no business should be allowed to take advantage of citizens, um, whatever the reason. There mm-hmm. should be guardrails. There should be, you know, um, ways for us to protect those that, that are not able to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'd also like to say that, you know, we might be small, but we're mighty. <laughs> you know, there's organizations like Community Works, like Self Help. And, you know, organizations like the Fair Lending Alliance that have um, a heart for people who are in vulnerable situations and have are working really diligently to create solutions to people who need financial help um, because we stand for financial equity. So that's what we hope for our state. And um, we appreciate you guys lending or lending, <laughs> listening. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us today. Thank, thank you. For thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.